Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. And welcome to episode 33, Woolsack, A Call to Arms. Hello everyone, how are you? It's definitely feeling wintry here today in Cheshire. It's the 4th of December and so far today we've had driving rain, uh, quite a few gusts of winds and it's currently hailing. Snow is forecast although I don't know that it will reach us, and it really is time to hunker down with our gorgeously warm, woolly things, either wearing them or knitting them, or surrounding yourself with balls of wool. I seem to be doing all three. (laughs) This episode is not uh, following the usual format. It's um, a a complete episode focused on the Woolsack project. For those of you who don't know... Um, anything at all about the Woolsack project. This is a project that is linked to the Cultural Olympiad. It's an Inspire project and it is aimed basically at taking part, um, people taking part are making cushions to provide as gifts for the visiting athletes to the Olympics and Paralympics in London next year. It's called Woolsack because it's, that is the historic seat of the Lord Speaker in the House of Lords in the UK Parliament. It's uh, effectively a very large uh, woollen cushion. Um, comes about from the fact that in the medieval times the country's finances was built entirely on the wool clip, um, the exports and the imports within that. And so it became a, a very symbolic feature and Woolsack became the name of this project because it seemed particularly appropriate. And I set off last weekend to the Knitting and Stitching Show at Harrogate, full of excitement because I was volunteering on the Woolsack stand to help with stuffing cushions, and um, I was full of high hopes to grab interviews with one of the organisers of the project, Jane Cooper, Unfortunately, I arrived uh, slightly flustered due to the fact that it took me a very long time to find a parking space. I circled for over half an hour in a multi-storey, getting very frustrated. Um, And the moment we arrived, we were just... uh, The moment I arrived, I was just completely straight in there, seaming, stuffing cushions, seaming, adding labels, talking to members of the public, handing out leaflets. Didn't stop. I was so busy that, although I did have time for a bite of lunch and a quick hurtle around a couple of the halls I bought nothing I went to the knitting and stitching show and bought nothing so how you know that gives you an idea of of how busy it is but just to to set the scene for the little bit of audio that I have um, what I've done is I actually um, yesterday contacted Jane through Skype and Um, spoke to her about the project and recorded it it's not fantastic audio but I wanted to share it with you um, because it's really interesting uh, to talk to Jane but I'm going to start my first little clip of audio 
with a little bit when I was just outside Harrogate on the Saturday morning. Well, I'm here. It's about uh, five past eleven on the morning of Saturday, the 26th of November, and I am currently about two miles outside Harrogate. Well, I think I've just crossed the boundary into Harrogate, but I'm about two miles uh, from the International Exhibition Centre, and I'm in, uh, well, I'm no longer the back of the tail of traffic, actually, um, because I it sort of goes, as far as my eye can see, going forward, and as far as my eye can see, going behind me. Although, to be fair, it's a slightly twisty road, so it's not an enormous tail. But um, I'm wondering if I am on the stitch show traffic. Whoa. I mean, we are moving slowly at about sort of somewhere between 10 and 15 miles an hour. Um, but it, it's a long time since I've driven through Harrogate, so I don't know if this would be typical for a Saturday or whether this is just because there are so many people descending onto the yarny goodness. Anyway, I am here to come and have a little look at the show, but actually more to volunteer for the Woolsack stand. So I'm planning on spending most of the time here today on the Woolsack stand, helping out Jane um, from Woolsack and finding out how stuffing events run because I am actually organising one for our guild in the spring and I desperately want to find out how it goes. I also want to deliver my winter cushions. Anyway, it's now actually becoming quite tricky to record and um, deal with the stop and starts now on quite a steep hill. So I'm going to say ta-ta for now and I will catch up with you once I actually get inside the exhibition centre. Bye! So one of the reasons that I was so excited about going to Harrogate was very much the, the chance to work uh, to meet Jane and to work on the Woolsack stand. I had made two cushions um, which I, I mentioned briefly in the last episode, um, for the Woolsack project, specifically for the Winter Challenge project, which um, Jane talks about in the interview that's coming up. And I'd knitted one with um, a cable, central cable panel, and then um, in cream, and then one side I'd picked up stitches in red and um, knit mainly stocking stitch but a, a bit of garter stitch and then a moss stitch border for a bit of interest knitting in the round um, knitting out so I could make it the right size the reverse side was the same cable panel in cream in the centre but then just blue garter stitch all the way around to match the size and seamed and the other cushion was a felted cushion again I mentioned it in the last episode I uh, wet felted um, two pieces of fabric uh, well two pieces of, of two sets of fleece to make um, a white backing and then I needle felted a union jack motif on the front in um, some Shetland fleece that I had dyed myself in reds and blues although I have to say the red looked a little bit more pink perhaps than um, red, but never mind. Um, the, whoosh, the cushions were made entirely from British wool, and there was a combination of wool from um, Sheepfold, which is a fab company in Cumbria that started out making kits for felted bags, but have actually gone into providing wool as well. Um, and 
and some Jameson's um, Aran Weight yarn. The fibre I got from um, the Natural Fibre Company um, with the that's sort of based down with Sue Blacker down in Cornwall, um, who I mentioned. Um, she gave a very interesting talk when I visited Woolfest back in June uh, and was hoping to talk to her a little bit about the Woolsack project then, um, but didn't get any audio for that. Both cushions were the size that the project requires, which is a 16-inch square. That square can be knitted, crocheted, woven, felted, embroidered or made from tapestry, provided that it is densely enough made so that stuffing will not escape from it because they are not lined and the cushions are stuffed directly with new and recycled British wool um, that's been donated specifically for stuffing. It meets um, requirements regarding scouring and uh, flammability for those nations that have a particular stance um, for example you can't take raw fleece and raw fleece products into australia but this uh, stuffing is um is specifically provided to make sure that that doesn't cause a problem all the cushions are made by um, people who volunteer their time and their materials um, and then are stuffed at big stuffing events. Now these stuffing events so far have mainly been uh, big shows this year but as Jane goes on to, to talk about in the interview later on, the focus in the spring is very much about individual groups taking it on and I have launched the Walsack project with my spinning guild and so we're having a stuffing event in the spring so I wanted to go and see how I needed to make sure um, the, the cushions where we put the labels there are specific labels that need to be attached into the wool sack cushions there are um, you know we don't although the temptation is to stuff the, the cushion to make it really fat the way you would at home we've got the practicality of those athletes who choose a cushion on to take home need to get it home and their suitcases and bags will be full of kits so we need them to be quite thinly stuffed so that they can actually be squished up or taken on the plane with them uh, and it's not a problem to get it home so it was all that kind of thing that I wanted to see when I went to Harrogate and as I said I went with grand plans to interview Jane all about the project and talk about it in depth and we just didn't get a chance to we were just rushed off our feet um, I stuffed my cushions I seamed them I then knit uh, a nine, uh, a 13 centimetre square to go with some that my knit group had provided and then started to crochet some of those together. Didn't finish that in time but left them to be finished on the Sunday by other volunteers, which they were. And so Jane and I just didn't get a chance to, to record any audio at all. But yesterday I Skyped her and she's very kindly spent around 20 minutes talking to me about the project and uh, answering some questions for me about the, the project, specifically about the red, white and blue cushions that we were making um, for a deadline of Harrogate and the project in general and, and where she sees it going throughout next year. 
There is some crackle and some background noise on the audio. It's not as clear and as crisp as my test bits were when I was um, speaking with my husband. Unfortunately, it's um, a little crackly. I've cleaned and tidied it up as best I can. And I hope that you will be able to hear enough um, to really understand about this exciting project. I really am thrilled to be involved in the WhatsApp project. I think it's an amazing idea and I, I just, I think it's fantastic. Everyone I've spoken to, whether they are knitters, spinners or not, um, seem really inspired by the idea of it. Um, and I'm quite hopeful that I'll even be able to get some of the staff and maybe even some of the older children at school involved in making some cushions as well. Um, in the spring I've kind of got some ideas of maybe how we could tackle that I'm really quite excited by it all but I'm going to to uh, stop now because I'm wittering on with excitement um, about it again and hand over um, to uh, the interview with Jane well I'm on the phone now to Jane from the Woolsack project hello Jane hi Nick and uh, I'm you know, it's now a week since we met at Harrogate. Yeah, it kind of feels like yesterday or a month ago. It's really strange. <laughs> Has it been a very hectic week since? Um, yes. Uh, I mean, catching up, I mean, sort of going through every cushion, making sure labels are firmly attached and photographing them, which took way longer than I thought because I wanted, wanted them all to look absolutely gorgeous. And then packaging them up and... Uh, yeah, it's kind of, I still feel I haven't quite caught my breath. <laughs> well, can I just uh, ask so you can explain for um, the listeners, how did the idea for the Woolsack project come about originally? Oh, right. Um, it's originally Sue Blacker's idea. Um, she um, is involved with the Natural Fibre Company down in Cornwall. Um, lots of people with her with Blacker Yarns if they're interested in breeder sheep. And... Um, yeah, I, I think it started out as, okay, we've got the Olympics going on, um, how can we get involved and how can we promote British rule? But it's become much more than that since then because we've started having um, feedback from athletes who requested our cushions very early on in the project. And that kind of was very much a lump in the throat moment, realising how much the cushions make the athletes. I had no idea, and it really did change the whole project for me. So I was going to say, the the, the photographs I've seen, the, the athletes actually look like they're really liking them. Um, and Lisa Dabrowski said something about when they were in Beijing, there were just little key rings that were being given out. So do they feel it really is something special to be given to them? Uh, absolutely. I mean, they, they grasp straight away that these are something practical they can use. And... Um, one of the heptathletes was saying something like they, they have to stay in the stadium between their different events, I think. Mm -hmm. The cushion would be great to have with her. Um, but also, just looking at the photos, that they're, they're not just holding them, some of them are cuddling them and lying on them. And they just seem to have embraced the whole concept. And then the whole thing of that a stranger, um, someone they'll probably never meet, has gone and bought some wool sat down, put hours into making this cushion, taken it to a stuffing event or posted it, um, you know, sewn it up, put a label on with a special personal message, 
and then wave goodbye to it. That really has quite wowed them, um, just to respond to say that it's, I think it's very moving for the athletes. Oh, that, that sounds brilliant. Now, I have to say, you were saying about saying goodbye to the cushion. I, I, I had to wrench myself away from one of the ones that I left with you um, last weekend. Now, the ones that I've done so far were for a very specific winter challenge. So how did that come about? Because that's almost like a sub-challenge of the, the Wolfsack project, wasn't it? Yes, it, it is. I mean, it's what has completely taken away my life for the past four to five weeks. Um, but yes, the British Olympic Association heard about the Wolfsack cushions. Um, we sent a couple down for them to see. And then they told us about the Youth Winter Olympic Games, which were in Innsbruck in January, and said they thought it would be fantastic if the young um, Team GB athletes could have a cushion speech. And could we do it uh, in red, white, and blue? Oh, and they'd like them at the beginning of the film. So, you know, no pressure then. <laughs> no, because when you think about it, I, I mean, I, I'm using the term knitting, but of course, uh, even the winter cushions we have felted, woven, and crocheted cushions as well. But I have to say, the reality is most of the cushions in Italy, as much as we love the diversity of crafts, and I'm thrilled that every craft involving wool is involved in this project. Yeah, we're talking knitting. And what I'm most interested in at this time of year, they're actually up there is in Italy just in So for me to go out and start posting around everywhere where stuff about walls that get posted from. We, we need to have cushions and um, they've got to be red, white and blue, so they've got to be specially made and we need them right now. Uh, I was just uh, amazed at the response and that people rose for that challenge. I have to say, there's a, a, a fantastic photo that you posted on the site um, a couple of days ago of obviously that final moment when you realised you'd got all 40 and oh. you and the volunteers on the stand are just throwing them up in the air with delight, which... It was, uh, I mean, that, that was such um, an amazing day. Uh, I mean, I'd stayed up till the wee small hours on the Saturday, crocheting together squares that had been made um, on Saturday, so, sorry, so Sunday morning, um, and sort of blocking, blocking cushion fronts and sort of got into the show first thing Sunday morning and did the count and it was 38. You know, good job. Too and short. Very early on in the show, um, someone who has um, I, I didn't know about, who's been involved with young farmers, I think just three generations of young farmers, um, brought along a red, white, and blue cushion. Hurrah! Um, she, I think she initially was a little surprised to be hugged. <laughs> Massive relief, and then I thought, okay, we've got one. Now I knew my spinning group. We've had a really fun challenge, and twelve. 12 of us had done the um, 90 um, cushion where it's sort of 90 things back and front, crochet together. We'd made a cushion in two hours. So I thought, okay, if I can get you know, enough slightly crazy people who I can drag away from their shopping. Yes, I did have rides of chocolate drinks and chairs. Which if chocolate always works. Show, that's quite a big ride. I thought, if I can get enough, in theory we can do it. And then my knitting group from the um, from the knit studio at Blackfriars Newcastle. I knew they were all coming down for the day on the coach, so I thought, right, okay, we're in here. 
Fantastic. It looks great. Now, where are those cushions now? Because I, I know I've been following your Twitter feed. You are tracking them as they move down the country. I am. I am. Um, yes, I'm, I'm guessing they're in London because they're supposed to be delivered before 12. Um, but there hasn't been an actual update on the tracking thing since they left Tamworth. So um, I'm trying to not to look too hard. Um, I'll kind of look at 12, but I mean, if, if you've ever had stuff tracked before, you'll know sometimes there's a big delay between it going through a barcode and it actually appearing on the tracking yeah. website. So, um, yeah, I, I might do a phone call, I think. <laughs> just to, you know, just to but check yeah, they've made it. I will totally chill and relax when I know they're VOA. Well, I have to say, um, I, I got home on last Saturday and thought, well, you know, I've done my two. I'm going to do some more for the main project. But, you know, I'm going to cast on that hand-spun cardigan liesel that I've been thinking about for two weeks. And I woke up having dreamt of cushions with an idea for a three-colour braided cable. And I'm afraid to say I've done nothing but knit wool sack cushions all week. Um, it does get addictive. Um, it, I... Uh, I mean, because I've been obviously busy running the website and things, and yeah, I have all sorts of other things I'd like to be getting on with that probably return. But then I just keep looking at the latest cushion I've cast on, or the latest idea going through my head. I, I think it's because a first centimetre square is such a lovely discovery. No shaping, um, no messing around with anything. You just go for it and have fun with the design. It's, yeah, it's, I, I've been itching. So, I mean, I'm doing one that I uh, posted a, a picture on, on on Twitter and I'm just actually knitting the second one of it as we speak just to check the yarn amounts so that I can actually let you have the pattern because I've just loved doing it. So uh, now I have a killer question because, of course, we've talked about the fact that even though the winter challenge is over, we haven't stopped knitting. Oh, no. How or weaving, yeah. Everything else you can think of under the sun. Tunisian crochet. We have, we have some Tunisian crochet cushions that are just awesome. I have to say, that's the next thing that I thought I might try. I learnt, uh, I learnt Tunisian crochet about six weeks ago, so I keep thinking I'd quite like to try it for a, a cushion. Oh, you should do. It, it seems to create an absolutely amazing effect. Um, the, um, there's one being done by, I'm not sure if one person, or this piece in the Tunisian crochet girls. Um, that's blue, I saw it at British War Weekend, and it's dark blue with, um, I think it's a shamrock, thistle, daffodil, and rose on, and it is just fabulous. It's one of the ones that scrolls through oh, wow. the homepage of the website. Lovely. That one. Yeah, now, ah, is that Tunisian, or is that the illusion knitting from, um, uh, from oh, no, Woolly Thoughts. Oh, is it? Oh, right. But yes, Pat and Steve have done us um, the most amazing four cushions um, in the illusion knitting. 
And having tried a teeny little bit of collusion with the designers, I know how fiendish it is. Um, they've actually packaged it in um, each of the shamrock, thistle, rose, and daffodil um, in individual cushions. And they are free on the website for anyone. They are, aren't they? And I mean, I must admit, I love. I love Woolly Thoughts designs. They are entirely responsible for me getting involved in knitting again. All right, so we'll try for a final couple of questions then. And I don't know if you know the answers to these. I'll try. Do you know how many of the main cushions have been completed now? No idea, and I'm not worried that I don't know. Well, th um, that's good. <laughs> no, it's simply because... Um, I know there is an awful lot going on. Every time I go to an event, someone comes up to me that I've never heard from before and tells me about their group that's already finished, ready for stuffing, 40-odd cushions. That's wow. That's coming um, We've got most of the stuffing is going to be done in lots of little stuffing events all over the country, predominantly in February and March next year. And that's great because we've set up the project in such a way that it's all the individual groups and guilds and uh, any organisations involved in any way with crafting British war. They're the ones that can get publicity in their local press because it's um, an official Olympic project, if you like. It's part of the cultural Olympia. Um, but local press is all stories. And for groups and guilds, it's a local press feature that will be raise their profile and let people know that they're there who might be going to be joining. Okay. So what, we're, what we're going to do is have a big cushion centre, um, certainly at the end of March, if we've not had a minor one before. Mm -hmm. And by that time, we'll hopefully have a better idea about cushion distribution. Um, we're obviously um, in the hands of local, so that's London, organising political games. Uh, I was going to say they're they're handling uh, that, aren't they? And you're in in consultation yes. with that, getting that ironed out. Yes, uh, I mean the the thing that um, certainly we is our preference, and our inspire coordinator, that's the local person, um, thinks is a great idea. Is we'd like the cushions to be distributed regionally when all the athletes first come into the country and they're in their regional training camp. We think it will be much more relaxed, it keeps it regional, and it means they will hopefully have an opportunity to choose a cushion from the collection, and that's very important to us. Yeah. The other thing is that we only want the cushions to go to athletes who want them. They're just too precious to go to people who don't really want it, aren't that interested, won't appreciate it. They're just too special and too precious. Yeah. Too much hard work and effort from it. It, it would because our plan B has always been that the ones that don't get taken by athletes are going to hospices, care homes, sick mandibles, those sorts of organisations and charities, and they are very excited about the project. And while not wishing that lots won't go to athletes, very much hoping they will get a lot. Okay. So every single cushion will be gifted to either athletes or someone going to a special challenge in their life. Okay. And that's, that's the important thing for me. So my job actually doesn't stop even with the end of the Paralympics. It doesn't 
stop until every single session has been gifted. Okay. So if people want to find out more, they need to go to the website, don't they? And yes, that, that's the main place. All the information is there, and that's um, www.wolfsacks.org. Okay. Um, um, contact opportunities on there. There's also links to the Ravelry group, the Facebook group, and Twitter. I've had to embrace social media in a big way. <laughs> um, I've learned not to be interesting. And uh, yes, lots of WIs are involved. So if you're in the WI, then you know, get hold of your local group or um, your local federation to see what's going on in your area. Um, I can't spill the beans too much, but some of the Yorkshire federations have a very, very exciting project going on. But that's not for me to uh, divulge at this point. Oh, you um, tease us. <laughs> and the news, well, next newsletter comes out later this month. We're, we're just waiting on um, some approval of part of it that's going to be in with some very exciting news about some pushing that have been made in a place that no one would have thought of. Oh. Very exciting. Um, that's all I can say. Um, if you'd like to go get the newsletter by email, um, just use the contact button through the website and we'll pop you on the newsletter. Okay. Well, thank you so very much. That's another teaser, I'm afraid. Oh, well, that sounds really good. Thank you very much, Jane, and uh, apologies for the slightly crackly connection, um, but I do appreciate you taking the time to speak to me today. Not at all, and it was lovely to meet you at Harrogate, and thank you so much for your help there, and your beautiful winter. <laughs> that I loved making them. Okay, thanks, Jane. So... That was the interview with Jane that I recorded yesterday morning. And as you'll have picked up from that, my woolsack obsession hasn't stopped since I've completed the ones last weekend ready for the Winter Project and the Innsbruck Youth Games cushions. I woke up on the Sunday morning absolutely convinced the night before that I was going to cast on my handspun Liesel woke up dreaming of intertwined red, white and blue ribbons on a soft grey background, so promptly had to make um, <laughs> a cushion to design that. Um, I have to say, it's, you know, really got under my skin. I've also, about the same time that I was thinking about that, Anne Kingston, who I interviewed last summer when I was at Knit Camp, put up a pattern that she had devised using the motif from her Great British Vest um, a sheepy motif, and um, making it into a cushion knitted in the round with two colours of yarn, alternating between a light sheep on a, a dark background and a dark sheep on a light background, um, using four-ply or jumper weight, Jameson and Smith. Now, I don't have sheepy colours of that. Everything I've got of that is in my stash with a view to ultimately making a Yuni Jang fair sweater when I have the courage. So I didn't really want to use that, but I've played around with the numbers and made a little square motif using the sheep that if you knit, if I knit them on four and a half mil needles on in Aran weight, I can again make nine squares that I could then seam together to make a cushion cover. So I'm really, really excited by the whole wool set project. I can't stop thinking about it and I'm just 
loving the fact that I can go and raid the stash for lots of British yarn that I do have in the stash, sheepfold yarn, um, blacker and beyond yarn that I have accumulated over the years and then not used. So I've got dyed yarns, but I've also got lots of natural yarns and I'm having such a wonderful time knitting with them. There's gorgeous. I have to sing and sing and sing about one particular yarn that's been a, a revelation to me. It's one of the sheepfold yarns. I've actually not used it before and I did order it. Um, I had a little splurge and it's not at all like any natural British yarn that I have knit with before. It is an Aran weight, although it's a little bit, maybe a touch on the light side, I suppose. Now, I was knitting with their um, clotted cream, which is an Aran weight cream yarn that's a blend of different British sheep breeds. They're not specified. And I ordered um, as well one called Methra. And that is 100% British. It's a blend of four different um, sheep. It's a, a kind of nice chocolatey, dark chocolatey colour. And it's a blend 25% each of... If I can find it, I can, of course I can't find the label, so I'm just having to check on the website. And the computer started to be silly. Oh, hello. Back there. Um, let's try again. Here we go. So, British breeds. Scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. Scrolling past all their, you know, Jacob and North Ronaldsay and Shetland. Here we are, Methra. So it's 25% Jacob, 25% Wensleydale, 25% Manx, Lochen, uh, Lochten, I think I've talked to you before about how I don't know how to say that, and 25% Zwartbles. Um, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that either, but it's as soft as butter. When I was using the clotted cream, it feels like 100% British wool. My memory of the lamb's wool sweaters of when I was a child that you had to wear with something underneath because they gave you a rash. It feels like that. You know, I wouldn't want to be wearing that next to my skin. Lovely making a cushion out of it, but I wouldn't want to be wearing it next to my skin. This Methra, it's absolutely beautiful and it's so, so soft. It's gorgeous. It's £5.50 for a 100 gram skein and it's just so beautiful. I would wear it next to my skin. I really would. It's absolutely delicious. And I've been making these little sheepy motifs with it and loving using it. It's absolutely wonderful. But as I'm wittering all on about this whole thing about making cushions, some of you will be casting your mind back to the fact that I said that this was episode 33, Woolsack, A Call to Arms. And that's entirely what it is. It is a call to arms. I am sending a call out for any British knitter or crocheter or felter or weaver or spinner or anything who's got British fibre or British yarn in their stash to hunt it out. It's got to be 100% British and make a cushion. 
The cushion can be any design you like. It can be any colour you like. The only thing it needs to be is dense enough that stuffing won't escape from it. And it needs to be 16 inches square. That's 40 centimetres by 40 centimetres if you're a metric person. It needs to be seamed on three sides and then left the fourth side left open for stuffing. And I want you to, you know, see, can you make a cushion for Woolsack? If you go onto the Woolsack website, www.woolsack.org, you'll find a list of stuffing events. Have a look. There's probably going to be one reasonably near you. If there isn't, and you're a member of a knitting group or a guild, see if you can drum up enough people to make a woolsack cushion each and have a stuffing event. Use it as a chance to get some publicity. Use it as a chance to bring people in. Use it as a chance to pass on our skills. And if all else fails and you're knitting or crocheting or weaving or crafting alone and you can't find a stuffing event near you, PM me, tell me about it, and I'll get it sorted for you. You can send it to me, and I'll stuff it in my stuffing event, or you can send it to um, uh, someone out, you know, one of the other coordinators in an area. We can get it stuffed for you, but it really is a call to arms. I think it's such a fantastic project, a fantastic opportunity to promote gorgeous British wool. The commodity that made this country great in the medieval times and is sadly thrown away far too often. So I really, really, really want you to get involved in the Woolsack project, if at all possible. If you live overseas and you would like to join in with the whole idea of Woolsack, Make yourself a cushion out of your local yarn or your local wool. If it's not British, it can't be part of the Woolsack project and given as part of that. But there's nothing to stop you to make a, a cushion to celebrate your country's local yarn, your area's delicious woolly goodness. And if you can't make it for you or you don't want one yourself, make one and gift it to someone who does. As Jane said in the interview, there are a list of people, of organisations that would like to be involved where there are people facing their own challenges. A nice squidgy cushion for a nursing home. Maybe one for a family's visiting rooms in a child's, children's ward of a hospital. All sorts of things where a bit of woolly goodness could go a long, long way. Please, if you can, join in. Thanks for listening. And I'm going to be back with an episode really soon because I'm conscious that I haven't as yet announced the winner of the competition from last time. And... I've picked it and I don't have it with me up here. So I'm signing off for the Woolsack episode and I will provide you with details of the winner 
of the competition in my next episode, which will be coming up really soon. Until next time, take care. Bye. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plain. Show notes and links are available at the Yarns from the Plain show page at yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can leave a comment over there on the show page, or you can email me at yarnsfromtheplain at googlemail.com, or message me on Ravelry, where I'm Tales from the Plain. Until next time, take care, and thanks for listening.